Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Maybe James could build us a five-star hotel. Email Adam Silver. Adam, we have a guy. We have a guy. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen. We figured this thing out. The guy who is going to single-handedly bring the all-star game to Sacramento by building multiple five-star hotels and adding anywhere between 200 and 450 feet to the square uh, to the to the convention center, depending on who you believe. Uh, our man James Hand. Well, James tells a story too, real quick, that he sought off some table space or whatever in the media area for the Kings too. Like James yeah. is ready to go. That's, that's a shoot. Yep. He James walked into a saw, walked into the arena with a saw, and no one questioned him. No, just let him. That's James. That's James. It's fine. It's good. I have asked if I can bring a saw. Oh, I have. I I have not been able to cut the end of the table off because it's it's a clear fire code issue. <laughs> i did oh yeah you guys just, are goners if something ever happens like you guys no, are we're done. stuck yeah you're done yeah we're it, totally stuck you yes. uh, ja you guys are cooked i did um i did bring a cordless drill to arco that's what and it was installed i installed hooks under the table so we could hang our backpacks so when drunk people spilled stuff behind us mm. It wouldn't get all of our our stuff. Took matters into his own hands. Huh? I did, and, and I did. No one questioned it. Oh, just let Nobody James bring his it. drill. It's fine. Let him do it. The Arco it's, was a wild they, place. They let you do anything yeah. at Arco. <laughs> no, I I helped uh, I helped build a downtown plaza when I was coming out of high school. Well, and now also just put together Secretary a five star hotel. Office. Yeah. Did you see that, James? The the new the, I guess there's an article or up updated requirements to getting the All Star game. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it. The little yeah, I, I don't know what the specifics are of downtown. I don't know what's considered a five star hotel. I don't know if nothing we the, have. The Sawyer is a Sawyer a five star. We hotel? dude, I, I don't know, James. Yeah, people are saying we the looked, not we, we, I, I think it's a four, but when you Google five star hotels in Sacramento, you get a very obvious list of hotels that aren't five star. Told us something on Richards Boulevard was five stars. <laughs> So it's right next to the. It's right. It's right next to what, what is what is over there? Club Fantasy or whatever. It's right there. That's that's no. where that's where the Warriors can stay. They can stay in that hotel. <laughs> the Warriors stay there. Draymond stays out at uh, Hard Rock. <laughs> it's one of our themed hotels in Sacramento. It's in Draymond yes. Hard Rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, that hotel there is for people who have dogs and no home. That's where that hotel is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we're a little rough downtown. I mean, like, look, if you want to get the game, you're going to have to go all out. And that that means you're going to have to build a couple of And I don't think that's worth it to anybody. Um, I don't know what the square footage is of the Sacramento Convention Center. but Yeah, don't Google that either because we've gotten 47 <laughs> answers over the course of the two hours. We're all operating well, off the same internet but can't come to a consensus. The other killer was the... The international flights. 
Mm. I think we have some, but they said at least 20 international flights. I don't flights. know what international flights we have. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe there's yeah, none. No, we got a ton. Got a ton. Really? They all go to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> We got Cabo, we got Puerto Vallarta, we got... Uh, if you fly San Francisco, land, two passengers, take that plane to an international city, does that count as a national flight? Well, I mean, it is Sacramento International Airport, so there are international flights. I just don't know where they go. Um, I don't think I've, I've... When I have flown to Europe, it's been out of San Francisco. So, like, anytime I leave... The country and go far away it's out of Sa- sacramento i mean we just we booked flights to cabo for july june uh we'll do a free agency from from well, uh, mexico again yeah, this year yeah okay. it That's worked last year right it did and worked just fine well yeah did it, we didn't get anybody <laughs> well do well, monty's sitting in his office i can't do anything james is in cabo where were you when we got malik monk were you in cabo then we didn't get it. Wait, okay. So first of all, I did break from Puerto Vallarta that the Kings were back in negotiations with Harrison Barnes. It's true. Also, I did break from there that they were negotiating the extension uh, with um, um, you, Mr. Sabonis. You broke that four months earlier, but that's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, uh, the Trey Lyles signing, um, I had that as well. Yep. Um, maybe I was three seconds behind somebody else uh like to hit the that's the because you button. followed proper protocol yeah it's because i did yeah because i didn't i, did I just follow. tweeted it we, we just tweeted it that's, that's the only reason we beat shams my man beat shams <laughs> yes, you know what i mean step so, your game up shams the only step reason. your game up hey real quick because i know we're talking a lot of kings with james can i get the final two uh leaderboard awards yeah yeah I, i'm there's one i'm really interested in so the uh Worldwide, Woe, once again, uh, is put out, you know, his leaderboard. He does it every week, uh, all the postseason awards. And there's actually three. So, for Coach of the Year, Chris Finch is his leader right now. Mm. Um, For Clutch Player of the Year, Steph Curry is leader right now. SGA has been there most of the year, but he gave it to Steph. And for Executive of the Year, I'm thinking I'm seeing this right. He's got Brad Stevens. And a guy that always gets crazy praise, I think actually deserves it this year. I think it should be Sam Preston. Okay. Okay, but you do like I understand why it would be Brad Stevens. I do too. I do too. He brought in Porzingis. He he took the risk of got, trading Marcus Smart. He got uh, Holiday I mean, as well. Yeah, he got Drew Holiday. Yeah. No, I. I mean, he's gonna. There's a good chance he's winning a ring. I think I'd so be more. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I think I'd be more likely to lean Mark Dagnall for, for coach, coach of, the of the year for coach yeah, and over, Chris, Finch. Over Chris Finch. Yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, I guess when, Joe Mazzola can't win it. So. Joe yeah. Shanahan. When when me and Kyle did this, um, <clears> I <throat> had Finch and he had Dagnall. Okay. So I mean, I think Chris Finch is right there. Like, I mean, anybody who will drag his star after the guy puts up 62 points in a game and accuse him of shot hunting i'm all in like look at that somebody's stepping up and saying hey why don't we play basketball the right way it, so i'm down with him too so so i'll play the role of damian barling here give you a hypothetical and mind you this is just a leaderboard thing this is not like it's if the season ended today this is who should get it but clearly when you do that you know there's still more time to play Clippers get to one. Ty Lue, does he does he get there? Why not, James? Because it's four Hall of Famers and Ty Lue. It's not Ty Lue and four Hall of Famers. That team was Ty Lue did a good job. They were in a danger zone, and he deserves the credit for turning that whole thing around. Well, helping turn that whole thing around. I I I think he's done a great job. I I do, but. I don't put him in that category. Excuse me. I, I mean, excuse me. It's just excuse me. Nobody want to bring up Bickerstaff. Oh yeah. No Bickerstaff. We gonna, we gonna bring up JB. We can bring him up. Yeah. I mean, he's not ahead of those three though. Why though? Because number one, they're gonna he's have got better records. Second place. Are you sure? I'm. I'm predicting that. Oh, one okay. of those at three, the end of the game. At the yeah, end of the, the season, season they'll okay. have a better record than Cleveland. Okay. 
even if, by a okay. game or two, like Bickerstaff can't be in this conversation? Yeah, I said we can bring him up. He can't win, though. I did. I, no, nah, I shouldn't say can't win. He won't win. Those other hmm. those other teams won't fall off enough for him to get the number one spot. And then we're – Man, like he's lost you, like one game. Like you, like you said, we're also discounting John Mazzola. Of course we are. I don't know yeah. why, but we are. Just like you guys were discounting Jason Tatum. Well, I came around to what you were saying. Well, thank you. And I stopped discounting I forgot you did Jason that. I, for, I, for, I forgot Jason you did that. Jason Tatum, thank I, you. <laughs> that was my MVP. That's who Okay, I there you MVP. go. All right, yeah. That, that that was my argument. Get, now, KC has SGA right now. Yeah. Um I That's made fine. the argument for I made the argument for for Tatum. And I said Well, it's best player, best team. <clears throat> uh, well, I also said, James, there's no there's no if things stay the way they are in the second half, there's no argument for Jokic. Yet Jokic is the betting favorite. Yeah. Yep. Um well I mean, Jokic's numbers are nuts. So, I mean, are Giannis. so are Giannis's. So are Giannis, and nobody has him as yeah. MVP favorite. Yeah, but Giannis So are Luka's, usually... to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But at least his team yeah, but... isn't good. Giannis no. is going to have a top three team in his conference. Advanced statistics, for some reason, favor Jokic so heavily. Um, except for right now, because SGA leads in like win shares and stuff like that. Uh, but not by much over Jokic. But Jokic's last three years have been like three statistically speaking some of the best basketball anyone's ever played in the game. So, like his impact on winning, his impact on on their offense, his impact on their defense is like on and off court splits, everything is just like tremendous. Whatever. Yeah, Whatever. No, he, he, he he if things said he has no business winning an MVP if if things stay the way they are. I feel like no business. Okay. If things stay the yeah, way that they are, yeah, okay. Standings okay. and everything, you got okay. no business. Yeah. I don't hate the Steph Curry one. I don't know I, what I'm not. I couldn't think of another. What I'm not person. sure is is that a numbers based? A, like I don't know how we're doing that. I like it's, I think it's number. And if the ironic thing is, I haven't seen it lately, but numbers wise, I think Fox is still like second or third in fourth quarter scoring or something like that. But I know Kyrie was up there for fourth quarter scoring. I think SGA is up there as well, and SGA was on his leaderboard for a number of weeks mm-hmm. um, for clutch player. Uh, but it's also like, and this is kind of what I do like about the way you kind of live through it, right? Like we lived through Fox in the fourth quarter last night mm-hmm. or last year. Mm-hmm. Fourth quarter Fox was a real thing because we lived through it. Well, right now, at least in the last month or so, we're living through Steph Curry mm-hmm. having moments yeah. and doing some special yep. stuff. So I, I think that might be, you know, one of those um, undefinable criterias for that award as well. Yeah, I don't know. Like the Clutch Player of the Year, I mean, there are definite clutch stats. Mm-hmm. But I would also point out the like the expected win total of the Warriors right now is 29 and 24. And they're 27 and 26. So even, I mean, you can say he's clutch, but his team is one game over 500. Mm-hmm. And maybe that gets him there in the end. Uh, but Scoring clutch baskets and losses doesn't mean well all that much. Yeah, he does have at, a lot of wins too. Look at so, so it, it so I pulled up these these are these are clutch times numbers. Well, this was done a while ago. Never mind. I'm not going to read this. I, my guess is just based off of what I saw that that was published a, a, a few uh, a few weeks ago. Clutch like clutch minutes, not fourth quarter minutes. It's it's. It's Steph by a lot in terms of scoring, just bad, just just points. Mm-hmm. But like the names that follow James, there's Dame, mm-hmm. but then there's like Mikel, mm-hmm. Trey Young, Demar Derozan. Like there's some names where it's like uh, they're not close, by the way, to Steph, but they are next. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, those are those are teams that are all struggling. I don't. De'Aaron isn't. You know, at least on this version of the list, I'm looking at he's not on. Uh, okay, so per the NBA, because I'm looking at the clutch stats right now. Um, Anthony Simons leads the league in points in, in the clutch, but he's only played 12 games in the clutch. Uh, Steph is number two. He's had 33 games in the clutch. They're 18 and 15, and mm. he's he's averaging five a game. De'Aaron Fox is number five. Uh, in 22 clutch games this year, the team is 13 and nine, and he's averaging four points a game. Kyrie is right there with him. Mikhail Bridges and Joel Embiid are both, uh, they're number three and number four. They're tied at 4.1 points uh, in the clutch. 
And clutch is defined by, is it last five minutes to the game, the game within five points? Those are clutch minutes. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's a, I mean, again, I, I don't know how to really like put a, like an exact science on we just podding, man. how yeah, you judge all, it. Yeah, we're, we're just talking. The award is yeah. just podding. It might be. Yeah, <laughs> be it might be. Yeah, because it can't just be clutch because you could score a whole bunch of minutes in the a uh, whole bunch of points in the clutch in like one blowout win and then lose like three other games in the clutch where you don't hit anything. Right. And that's a little funky too. And and that's why I kind of like the award too. I, I don't know what all the voters' criteria is, but for me, part of it is like you, you live through. You know what I mean? I don't know what the numbers say, but man, every time I turned on Game Time or you know Twitter, such and such was having a clutch moment mm. this season. So he's the clutch award, and and sometimes that's enough of a criteria criteria to to get that award. That's what I like about it. So. Hmm. There, uh, guys, guys, both of you. There was another uh, NBA question I I thought was pretty interesting. I'd like to hear what both of you guys say. This jackass, Josh uh, Eberly or whatever. Um, That's a Toronto guy. Yeah. Okay. Jack, do give him a tip my hat here. This is a good question. Okay. Well, would you call him a jackass for? Because he said some slick stuff. Oh, he did. Like a jackass. Well, but um, he says if your team could rent any player in the NBA for their playoff run this year. Caveat being said player can't have ever been an all-star and can't be a rookie. Who would you pick? Mm. And there's a that's a lot to think about. Can't be so an all-star, I, can't be a rookie. I think a lot of people responded with these four names. So he did a poll or whatever, right? OG. Yep. Desmond Bain. I'd be my first. Michael Bridges. And Jamal Murray. Oh, mine would be Michael. Yeah. For the Kings? Yeah. yeah for the I Kings, mine would be yeah. Michael Bridges. Michael's Yeah, it would be Bridges guy. and then and then OG. Monty needs to call Sean. She ain't even an all-star, bro. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what you talking about? He ain't even an all-star. Take these two first-round picks and keep it moving, yeah, dummy. do that. Do that. Dummy. But, yeah, man. That's a good question. That yeah, a good that's question, a good one. Man. And Michael, that... Man, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd rent Mikael Bridges. Yeah, yeah playoff, that's a good one. We could that's have a, a long one. playoff. So we're right renting now. players now, huh? That's what we're doing. Man. <laughs> Make it happen, Adam. Well, happy Black History Month, everybody. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, Kenny. <laughs> Biggest takeaway from practice yesterday, Hammer. It seems like there was a, seems like there was a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think that there was a good vibe. Um, I think that... De'Aaron Fox had a nice little shot that he put out there, you know, for the guys that they made it to All-Star Weekend. I'm sure they're exhausted, but the rest of us here, folks, you know, we're feeling real good and rested up. Um, I, De'Aaron talked about his shoulder a little bit. His shoulder's mm-hmm. been bothering him for, I don't know, probably a month. Um, and Grace and Allen didn't help him in the the Phoenix Suns game. Shocker. Um, yeah, which I know I don't know if he's a – I don't know if he's considered a dirty player because Reggie Miller doesn't know that question. Uh, But yeah, Grayson Allen clearly um, accidentally closed line box and then trying to catch him through him a stanchion on his sore shoulder. Um, But Keegan, thing Keegan Murray's got a bunch of bruises, uh, bumps and bruises that he needed to. Um, He got away from the game a little bit, spent some time with his mom who met him at All Star Weekend and kind of cleared. I think for me, it was about like the physical getaway, but the mental getaway and like being able to reset yourself to get away from the group a little bit and then come together and come up with some shoals, some, some, you know, in ground where you can move forward in a good way. And then, um, De'Aaron Fox parroted what Mike Brown said, which is always interesting when you get a player who does that. Um, but you know, the stats that I'm throughout that if the Kings who have the worst three point, allowed in the league at 39% per game. If they be a average NBA three-point defensive, they would be the number eight defense in the NBA. But because they're not that, they're number 18. And so that's one of their main things. Like if they can clean up during the during the break here a couple of days to you know watch some film and, and to just a few things, but 
their goals are to fix that. And then on the other end, uh, pace, get to the free throw or hit free throws. Uh, and again, by getting the pace cranked up, that that will lead to more paint touches. And that will also to more free throw attempts. And they've got to hit their free throws. And the biggest thing for that is that Fox and Demonta Sabonis are both so far below what they did last free throw line. And the Kings are 30th in, in free throw percentage. And there's something like 12th in, the, in, in getting to the line, but 30th in, in person. And if they can clean those things up, number one, they think their offensive rating will go up um, just from getting to the line more and, and sort of stopping the game and, and, and pushing the tempo. Uh, but then also their defense should improve if they can just fix that one thing. I heard you guys talking about on the insiders, and I, I agree with you, Ham, where the positive thing about some of the struggles and some of the things that they um, were deficient in in the first half was it does seem like it's fixable, right? And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like you go from last to first, but if you make a couple of tweaks, you can get better at it. You don't have to be the best, but you can get better at it. And some of those things like pace, like – uh, defending the three-point shot. If you make tweaks and you just get a little bit better, it feels like it could be worth four or five wins for this team. You know, and that's that's the positive. It's not like, at least it feels to me, oh, they just don't have it. Like, they don't have a good enough roster or personnel or anything. No, it seems like they they need to tighten some things up and they can be what they were last year, maybe even better. Yeah, I, I think pace is an interesting thing, right? So this team has no reason not to push the pace, but there have been times this season where they just don't, and you're kind of stunned by it, especially that time when De'Aaron Fox went down for five games and they just stopped pushing the tempo. On the season, the Kings are um, 11th in pace at 100.58, but over their last 15 games, they're actually number six in the league in pace, so we're already seeing them ramp up. And to your point, Casey, I think the items that they point out are are fixable items, right? It's not like you've got Shaq and Chris Dudley on your team and uh, DeAndre Jordan, and you're talking about trying to fix your free throw shooting. That's not we're talking about guys who, you know, last year De'Aaron, shot, uh, De'Aaron Fox shot 78% from the line, and this year he's shooting 70 point something. And Demona Sabona shot 76% or something like 74%. And right now he's at like 68. Like these are things that you can expect players to get better at that should not be this bad. And whatever the problem is, they got to figure it out. You know, they, they've had, I don't know, three or four games a season that specifically they've lost because missed free throws. And it's not something that, you would expect from this group just because they might not all be great free throw shooters, but they're also not horrible free throw shooters. The fact that they're last in the league is really an indictment on Fox and Sabonis because they're the only ones who are taking a lot of free throws, but it's also an, an indictment on Harrison Barnes for not getting to the line more. Um, he's down three free throw attempts per game over last season. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy who shoots 82%. That's how you balance that out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that, that item right there is easily fixable. Hit your free throws, but also if you're the aggressor and you're running and you're sprinting and you're pushing the pace, you will get more free throw attempts just by getting in the lane and getting fouled. Um, so that's one issue. And then the three-point thing, like Mike talked about it a little bit with schematic and all that. Like they're they're making some tweaks to the schematic, but not a lot. What they want is players to listen and to do what they're asking them to do. And if they do that, they think that they'll be just fine. Um, but they've got 54 games of proof that that's not the case. So I'm not sure about that one. But just increasing what you're doing and trying to, uh, you know, the the second and third effort thing, I think that can help you. Um, if, if players do start locking in and doing exactly what Mike and Jordy and this coaching staff is asking about, you know, getting to guys' hips, not letting them get wide-open looks, that could help them. Um, and then I'd also throw out the other thing. In the second half of the season, there's going to be a handful of teams here that don't care. And th- that means that you're going to play some games that for you matter a lot and for them don't. And I don't think players you know, intentionally miss three-point shots, but they're not going to be as locked in. I don't, th- 
that there's a way for the Kings to actually give up over 40% from three on the season. And if they do, something's like horribly wrong. Like whatever you're doing schematically has to change because that means that your players weren't locked in or, or mentally capable of understanding what you wanted them to do in order to re- reduce that number over an 82-game schedule. You mentioned, um, Mike, there was a certain confidence level that this could be fixed. Why do you mm-hmm. think they were so confident in the way that they were addressing this yesterday? Because I got that impression, too, from both Mike and De'Aaron, particularly from De'Aaron. Yeah, I think it's because, you know, when you've been around the game for a long time and, you know, I, I've watched so many games. So when you're watching a game and you're like, okay, you know, a team is beating you, they're up they're up 12, but they also haven't turned the ball over once and they're the worst turnover team in the league. And they're, you know, they're a team that shoots 34% from three, but right now they're shooting 47% like the laws of averages will catch up, right? So that's why I think a little bit of it of of it is that they're just there's no way that the Kings can that teams playing the Kings can sustain at this level of, of shooting the three. And maybe they can. Maybe they will the whole second half and this will be like the craziest anomaly ever. But we could even get to next year and this team could re- be right back down to like 37.2% from three for their opponents. And it just fixes itself, if you know what I mean. So I think that, you know, again, a lot of these things at the NBA level, they become like the self-fulfilling prophecy thing where you're a bad three-point shooting team. I mean, a bad three-point defending team and teams come in scouting that and knowing that you're a bad defensive team against a three. Mm -hmm. And so they come in a little charged and like, hey, let's get up a bunch of threes and let's hit these things. And next thing you know, guys that, aren't your typical, as Mike calls them, hot shooters or hot guys. Uh, they, Those guys, you know, the Kings key in on. But just to go to the, the Phoenix game for an example, it wasn't so much Grayson Allen. It wasn't Devin Booker. It wasn't uh, Kevin Durant that beat you. It was the, the huge three-pointers by... Uh, Kogi and uh, Royce O'Neal and who's the other, the big one that, oh, uh, Nasir Little hit a big three. It's the non-hot guys that beat you. And again, that's a lot of confidence and that's a lot of watching the ball. Everyone is watching the ball go in and it just builds confidence. So I think the Kings are thinking that they can snap that. They can kind of break that that trend um, by, you know, some tweaks, but also just playing harder and trying to defend harder in the second half. Don't get beat by the non-hot guys is what James is telling us here. It's a, it's a Mike thing. He he says it. It's too late. It's yours now. No, it's yours now, James. (laughs) We make him fun of Brendan when he brings it up on the podcast. And you know, it's just like, stop talking about hot guys, Brendan, but that's what it, that's what it amounts to is like, they have their terms that they use and I'm using their terms. You heard Mike say it a bunch of times uh, on the uh, the video from last night. You said urgency a lot too, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk more about Kings basketball, which resumes finally tomorrow uh, when we return with James Hammond, the insiders here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. There's no reason we can't bring that conversation to the air, James. 
It's the never-ending question about what the Kings can do with Malik Monk, who's now the front runner on more, most sports books uh, to win six Man of the Year trophy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting. We're getting this summer, um, and it's going to be rocky. And I know Kings fans are going to be like all glued to the screen, trying, you know, hoping and praying that Malik Monk comes back. But it, it really, it's just going to come down most likely to the almighty dollar and who throws what at him. And the Kings are limited in what they can pay him. They can offer him a, a contract at seventeen point four million dollars as an third uh, player. The problem with the Ur rights is that um fortunately you're limited in years of it like you can give them a four-year early bird um but the first two you'd be guaranteed so what you can't do is give them a like a four but a one-year guarantee and ups out after the first year and now it's bird rights and he can sign to a long-term deal that's not works you have to it's some of two years and then you can put an opt-out for the uh, for year three a player or doubt um or year four or whatever so things are a little, they're a little hamstrung and deal with this. They could also him to like the mid-level exception. I think they can also give him just a standard bump in like the 8% raise off of his current salary and like, you know, 11 million bucks for here. And then they would have his bird rights, but it's pretty complex. And that same, he would have been traded at the deadline. He would have had the same exact issue wherever he went with that act. So, um, it just, this is going to come down to who gives him an offer and how the offer is, and whether it's more than the Kings want to pay or it's more than the Kings can pay. It's more than the Kings can pay, then it's going to be up to uh, Malik to decide where he wants to go. Either way, it's up to Malik. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Mm -hmm. So he can go wherever he wants, but if he wants to stay in Sacramento, there is a cap on how much they can pay him, at least in the first two years. Yeah, we never know these things for sure. Um, you just never know. But I don't think we've ever asked you, like, what is, what's your thoughts on how Malik feels about being here? Like, you're around the team a lot. You're in the locker rooms. And does it seem like a place that he just, you know, really enjoys, is really comfortable? Um, you talk to him, things of that nature. Like, do you get a, a sense that he really likes it here and would like to stay? Yeah. I mean, I, I think he loves Sacramento. I think he loves the crowd. Um I think he loves how he's become someone who, you know, doesn't have to, I mean, I can't imagine that if Malik Monk goes out uh, after a game or on a Tuesday night in Sacramento, that he would ever buy a drink. Uh, you know, he is all, already a fan favorite. He has been since he stepped on the court. I, so I, I think he likes that. I think he loves playing with De'Aaron Fox and the group of guys that they have, but you never know what's inside his, his head when it comes to whether he wants to be a starter or whether this six man of the year thing that he's probably, he's going to be in the running for, uh, if that matters to him. Um, because there's a possibility that, I don't know, a team like Orlando could come after him and say, Hey, we got a boatload of money in the starting point guard position. Will you come here? And maybe he says yes. Right. Um, but there's also, it's going to be tough because, I think he understands that good situations don't happen every day in the NBA. And you don't know a situation is good until you get there. And just because someone promises you a starting job one year doesn't mean they don't replace you the next. And that's just kind of the nature of the beast. I mean, like remember Darren Collison signing a three-year contract in Sacramento and in year in his third year of that contract, the Kings went out and signed Rondo. And like, okay, your job is done. Uh, same thing just happened to Rashawn Holmes, right? Rashawn Holmes is a, a, the starting center on the Sacramento Kings, signs a four-year deal. Midway through the first year of the four-year deal, they trade for Demonis Sabonis, a 25-year-old two-time All-Star. And you're done. Like, you're you're now going down to 13 minutes a game no matter what. So uh, I would hope that he, he thinks of that stuff and he values it. But also look at the money that he's made throughout his career. It's not huge money. He's, he's coming off like a two-year, $19 million deal. And uh, you got his buddy De'Aaron Fox over there making 30-something million dollars a year. And you could see that you know him and I, I think his brother plays a big role in what he, he does in these situations, that they're going to have a little bit of say and, and push him one way or, or another um, you know, when it comes to you know like 
get your money. Uh, that's that's the league, right? Go get your money. And I, some people are going to say, well, $17.5 million sounds like a lot of money. You're right, but so does $28 million. And you just don't know what someone's going to offer them. Yeah. Uh, and $28 million in Texas versus $17 million in California, that's that's a difference of like, that's so much money. A lot. It's a difference between a making difference like, a lot. <laughs> yeah, like making $9 million and making like $23 million. That's a that's that's a huge difference. So we'll have to see how it all works out in the end. Uh, that's the future, obviously, and it is a future that Kings fans are concerned about. Let's talk about the immediate future. Tomorrow, Kings take on the Spurs. What do we know about uh, DeMontis Sabonis and his illness? I'm assuming he wasn't at practice last night. He certainly wasn't at practice today. Uh, what do we know about whatever Domas is battling? You know, I didn't notice whether he was at practice yesterday or not, to be honest with you. I, I wasn't looking around to, like, it looked like everyone was there, and I wasn't singling out anyone that might have not been there. Um, I wasn't at practice today because I... And to be clear, I, w- I want to make sure people understand, when we say you're at practice, practice is over when you guys walk in and oh, yeah, or it's, yeah, yeah. it's wrapping up. It's not like they're running drills up and down the floor, and James is like... I, I didn't notice Domas wasn't there. No, you guys go in when kind of practice disbands a little bit, and that's when De'Aaron yeah. and Keegan and Mike Brown come over to you. So I just want to make sure, you know, we 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 laid that out. And then you missed practice today. Yeah, plus there was a lot of extra bodies at practice. So all of, all of the two-way guys were there. Um, you know, you had you had some extra bodies in, in the gym. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, we'll find out. Um, I think it's at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. They've got to put their – their um 4 30 or 5 30 they've got to put out their medical uh for the day um it could have gone up at 3 30 while we're on the air I, I haven't looked uh but um i like he's he's got some sort of illness so i would be surprised if he wasn't questionable for tomorrow and they'll see how it goes um again i i could look back at the video that i took last night and see if i saw domas in the crowd because I think I would have noticed if he wasn't there, and it it looked like everyone was. I like I said earlier, nothing posted on the injury report yet. Okay, like I said earlier, get that man some Theraflu, you know, because we <laughs> no matter who we playing, we need him out there. You know what I mean? But we're really going to need you out there tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully he gets well soon. But um, you know, th- this team coming back from the All Star break, you talked about being physically uh, getting some physical rest mental rest as well um i i heard some of the comments damien kind of feels the same way so like these guys they understand the task at hand and i feel like they're ready for for this stretch run they're ready to attack it with a certain level of focus um and a certain level of energy to try and get this thing done get in the playoffs once again yeah if you would ask me like a week and a half ago about that i would have been like man i don't know what to tell you like, I don't know where their level of focus is or anything else. But what I saw in the final two games, uh, the game against the Suns, the game against um, the Nuggets, showed me that there's a good chance that we're going to see a different team coming out of the gate here. That this is going to be the Kings that we're used to seeing or closer to the team we're used to seeing. They, they'll have bad nights. Uh, they'll have nights against teams that they just can't beat because they don't have the length and athleticism to beat them. But I also think that there's a good possibility we see a more cohesive unit that's ready to roll, that's kind of put some stuff behind them and is ready uh, because that's what we saw. Like that that win against Denver did a lot for me. Like I thought it was gritty. Uh, I thought that, you know, when the shots weren't falling, they didn't lose their energy and their effort. They kept fighting. Um, you know, Keegan Murray goes like, oh, starts 0 for 5 from the field but he's still flying around. He's still getting in people's face. He's still got a, a couple of foul calls, but I thought it was like a general theme for everybody who was on the court. Like, let's go. Like we've got a, we've got a job to do here. Let's finish this thing. And if they come out with that, um, I think they can win, you know, 19 or 20 games over the 28 and in, in the uh, post all-star break, you know, like sprint to the finish line. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, they have to maintain whatever that energy was we saw last week. They have to maintain that. And I think last year proved like proved me wrong. I didn't think that they would be as good as they were down the stretch where they finished like 16 and nine. 
uh, something like that. But, um, you know, that, that's last year and this isn't the same team and you got to figure it out. You know, every year is a new puzzle and you got to figure it out. This is not the same group, even though it looks like it's the identical group, but it's not the same group. They don't play the same way. They don't look the same way. And they they still have to, I think, find an identity and they need to do it quickly coming out of the gate. The identity to me feels like De'Aaron being closer to the 30-point-per-game score he was to start the season. Maybe not above that number or exactly at that number, but closer to it. Mm-hmm. And then one of these other guys who has played well in some different part of the season, whether it was Harrison or Kevin Herter, these guys got to find like some form of a vibe to where they don't disappear for a few weeks or take turns disappearing for a few weeks. We've got to get these guys to hit on all cylinders. And as we outlined on a number of occasions on this show and on, on the insiders from 10 to 12 here, that's not something that's happened this year. Domas and De'Aaron have been in sync, uh, but there's Malik, and then there was Herter for a while, and then there was Barnes for a while, but at no point did a collection of guys get rolling together for a lengthy period of time. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen this team fire on all cylinders except for maybe one or, one or two games the entire season. Mm. And even for stretches, if you want to look like a week at a time, we haven't seen it where it feels like even five guys really came uh, and played an A game in, a, in an evening. I mean, on occasion, maybe there's been one of those games, but it doesn't feel that way. And it's usually like the usual suspects, right? It's it's Fox, it's Sabonis, it's Monk, and it's Keegan. But Keegan has had some ups and downs. And, you know, we've we've documented, well, well documented, the Harrison Barnes struggles, the Kevin Herter struggles. But even like a guy like Trey Lyles, like, the last two weeks, Trey Lyles couldn't miss a three. Like you're going to need that in the second half, especially with Sasha out. You're going to need that. You're going to need somebody to step up on every night that isn't the big four and they've got to figure it out. And I don't know that's, it's a question mark to me whether they can, because they haven't shown me that they can through 54 games. And I would like to say, Oh yeah, they're going to figure it out. But um, that's why I think Mike searches. It's why he uses, Keon Ellis and Davion Mitchell and, and, you know, all of like Alex Lynn and JaVale McGee. And he kind of mixes and matches Chris Duarte, like whatever it is, is because he's not quite sure what he's getting out of that whole back end of the rotation. He knows what his top seven are going to do for the most part. Although there's some, you know, hits and misses there as well, but that whole second group, he's not sure. And it's tough. It's tough going into the uh, a stretch run like this where, you have uncertainty and you don't have everybody locked into very specific roles. And this is who and what you are tonight. Uh, they should be, but like, I don't think I've seen that hardly at all this season where I think guys are 100% locked into the role for the evening. Um, I'm looking at something. I'm, I'm just trying to double check, not trying to get chatty housed in any form or fashion. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. I just got sent something. I'll just I'll, I'll keep it to myself. I got sent something. Um, yeah. So annoying when you do this. <laughs> no, because I thought I found it, but there's there's nothing there's nothing up here. I'll say it. It don't matter. I got sent the injury report. Domas's game time decision. De'Aaron Fox is a game time decision on the injury report. I'm on the official NBA.com right now. It doesn't have anything listed. But the person I got it from, I trust. This wasn't a chatting mm. house situation. So Fox and Sabonis are game time decisions as of right now. What was Fox again? Game time. It didn't. It, it didn't say yeah. the, the the specific thing. It just said their status. It says game time decision. Well, aren't we all game time decisions? Aren't we all? <laughs> we're all day to day. We're all day to day. We don't even know if we're going to be here Sunday. Yeah. So. Well, that would not be good. Um, That'd be a crappy way to start the (laughs) second part of the season. Yeah, Yeah. because De'Aaron Fox was was perfectly fine and and chatting with us last night. And if he's got some sort of illness, we're all within like five feet of him. So good luck to all of us. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Get well soon, everybody. (laughs) Thorough flu Mm. for everybody. Confirm (laughs) it's a decent source on this one, so we'll just – We'll we'll see what happens next. Uh, it's, Great. It's, 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 a, it's a decent source on this one, um, but point still stands. De'Aaron, uh, 
Harrison, Herter, and Keegan. Like these guys got to find, they've got to find, they got to get in sync somewhere. Like they got to, they, they, there to be a couple of guys. Like I, I think one of the reasons the Phoenix game bothered me so much, James, was you got like 90 points from, um, maybe inarguably your top three guys, and scored 125 and lost. You got 90 from those guys and couldn't get the win. Like, Herder's got to be there. Harrison's got to be there. They got to be there to close some of these games out, too. Down niche for them to be in a better position, I think, than they are now. Yeah, but every game has its own, you know, its own issues, right? So I'm not going to say, you know, like against Phoenix, right? So the problem that you have in the Phoenix game is you take 95 shots at him. And 53 of those came from De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis. So there's only like two shots remaining. And that's really to, to break down, especially when Monk, Monk takes 18 of those. So now what are we down to? 20 shots for the rest of the players? That's how you get Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray, and Kevin Herter. But also, you know, Davion Mitchell also. Oh, that's a game where Trey Lyles. Um, like, how do you get other guys' shots? And that's in, that's... It's not easy. So that game, I would say an anomaly that we see Fox take 31 shots or even Domas take shots more than his average on the season, maybe eight shots more than his average. Mm -hmm. Like those, those games happen, but you need to balance those things out. And you were close. You just didn't get over the hump. And I I still thought that that was a good game. That was just, to me, that's a battle against a really good team. And you come, come up on the short side Mm -hmm. uh, on the road. That one didn't like so many of the other losses this season. Did to me, James. I'm with James. I'm still with James. real to me, yeah. damn it. <laughs> They're all real. <laughs> um, I acted really irrationally about that game. I was so angry yeah, that they said, lost that game. You said this This is proves why I hate Sabonis. I've been saying it for that's, weeks, and this team's finished. That's no one believes you, so it doesn't matter. Like I don't even have to like acknowledge that everyone. <laughs> it's exactly like, every, what I heard. It's like it's like when you were on one hundred two five and you tell people I'm not giving them tickets. Everyone well, knows that you're lying. I'm ready to give them away right away. Well, sometimes you do. <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes you do. Just smidge bit early. Hey, give us the keyword, D-Lo. Like, hey, mom, she wait ten minutes, pal. It's a TSL game here, buddy. Hold. <laughs> key word is don't. That's the key word. I see that on my list. <laughs> That's right. Don't. You were to shut your mouth. <laughs> oh man. James, you feel uh, good about this team entering the final stretch, or are you still a little, little uneasy? No, I do. I I think I feel better about them than I did. You know, again, the I, Denver I game it, made you feel better. It did. It made me feel better. You. Um, because this this team hasn't won like gritty they haven't won that way you know yeah. and when you do see it and you see that they can win that way and they can win playing a little bit of defense and you know and, and remember they're on the second night of the back-to-back denver was not um sure denver had a couple of players missing but denver always has a couple of players missing every time the kings play them i don't know what you're supposed to do about that uh but overall i, I definitely thought it was um like it was more convincing and even if they would have lost, it would have been a convincing loss, which I feel again like the Phoenix game was. Yeah, I need. I'm, I'm still, you know, on on edge and guarded from what this team has done a lot of this year. I'm gonna need them to go out and handle business tomorrow. Like, well, that's win an the eleven yeah. win Spurs team that they they should. They just lost to the Pistons. I understand that. <laughs> they just lost they, to the Pistons. I didn't well, forget. Well, that. that was in the first part of the season. This is the second part of the season. Oh, this is totally different, Kenny. Oh, that was different. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. That's exactly right. So that I'm was so honest. long ago, Kenny. It was like Bro, first half week. of the pre All Star break. It's like phantom way out there in the distance. Well, so, James yeah. telling the truth. I'm going to need him to handle business tomorrow. Get that W. Start the second half the right way. And we don't uh, – we'll talk about it sure on, on Friday or whatever, but just realize uh, Sunday with the Clippers, they're so, they're, they happen all the time now. We don't even pay attention. National TV. That's on ESPN. It mm. wasn't even had, – had no idea. Wasn't even on my radar. Kings Clippers Sunday evening on ESPN. Okay. Is that a 6 o'clock start? Yeah, 6.30 maybe. 
it is 6 30 6 30 i'm with it um in in la and De'Aaron fox didn't even know he's like no i know we play the spurs after that i have no idea (laughs) like i don't know who we're playing he's like i think we play this the clippers here in the next few days he's like but i couldn't even tell you He's like, I, I worry about that when it's time, when someone tells me where I'm going and what plane to get on and all that. He's did like, anyone what ask about. what De'Aaron did during the break? Because he didn't watch the game. He told Keegan, like, bro, I didn't see a second of what you did. <laughs> like, yeah. Did anyone be, hey, like, just out of curiosity, big dog, what did you do? I, I don't think we did. You know, I, I, we kind of just left it. Uh, same with Keegan. I mean, again, Keegan said he hung out with his mom in Indiana uh, like for the all-star weekend, but outside of that, um, I don't know where else he went. Um, some of these guys like to keep that private, like where their cool spot is that they go. Uh, you never know. I think Malik Monk was probably out on a golf course somewhere. He's taking, Oh, he definitely was. That was on Instagram. Yeah, oh, was Malik, it? oh yeah. Malik was Malik was outside for sure. When did that happen? Uh, might've been here. Well, that's, that's a good point. But it was, it was, it, 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 when, when, when was their last game? Wednesday? Yeah. This yep. this legit might have been Thursday or Friday. Like my man, my man went out golfing quick. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's also possible um, that. Well, I think I know where he went, and it's not here in California. Um, but that he just hopped the plane straight from Denver and brought his clubs with him on the trip, and then dropped off. Uh, you know wherever he was going to go next. Oh, that's good stuff. I'm not gonna. Too. I'm not gonna say where his his quiet spot might have been for the week but unless you put it on instagram if you put it on the gram well no he didn't do that he just i think he posted i feel like he maybe he had a cigar i can't remember but it was him i think it was him getting out of a golf cart or something he was uh he he looked he looked excited to be out there on the golf course well good i hope they enjoyed their time Mm -hmm. time to time to get to the playoffs now baby come on come on well let's do that and it starts tomorrow by beating the 11 wins San Antonio Spurs. Jeez. And Victor mm-hmm. Wimbenyame. Is this Vic's first trip here? Vic's first trip. Wow. Yeah. Damn, his first Sacramento trip here in Dayton. February. Yeah. I wonder if he'll Did be he asked about for- LeBron's first trip. <laughs> first game, in, <laughs> first game in Sacramento. Didn't he show up at the California Classic even though he didn't play? I can't remember I if think, he showed I'm up not or sure not. If he did. I don't, yeah, I think there was a belief that he was going to show up. I don't yeah. think that he did. I think he just skipped it. So I'm going to Vegas. Hmm. He definitely did that. He said, there, he said there's not enough five star hotels here in Sacramento. Well, I'm going to that's, Vegas. Uh, and, and this, yep. <laughs> Convention not, center isn't big enough. Internet <laughs> told me the Sheraton was a five star hotel, so I'm 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 out of here. We uh, will see you tomorrow. Um, insiders beginning at 10 a.m. You want more? I would say Kings coverage, but there was a lot of nonsense in today's show. If you want to relive it, we'll run it back next year on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. Vamos, Michigan. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 